good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 167 of Stazcast. This is Bob, joined by my stalwart co-hosts, Nick, Corey, and Todd Dillon, with special guest, Greg Gumto, making another triumphant return. So many returns. What do we got for you tonight? Well, I'm glad you asked. We have uh, a little bit of booze news, some arrogant grievances. We might get into some lightning round, uh, gentlemen's agreement, and end off with the pick of the week. Look at those glorious motherfuckers right there. Looking like, fantastic. Like that color change? Yeah. It's goddamn glorious, as I said before. Gentlemen, how are you? Oh, good evening, Bob. I'm doing fantastic. Had a great week. How are you? Uh, good evening, Nick. I also had a great week. Todd Dillon, glad to see you back on the cast. Good to be back, bitches. I'm super fly. <laughs> and, of course, Corey Slesky. Oh, hey, Jesus Christ. Finally. Finally. The orgasmic hey <laughs> that we've all been waiting for on the edge of our seats. I know. You know, I will. Dude, so last, so last, last week you did a... Uh, a quite fantastic breakdown of the evolution of the oh hey. It was like almost like the evolution of dance. And I didn't. Yes, exactly. But was. I did not notice that you were going to have to continually continuously update that as the weeks go on. He clearly, apparently every week now it's going to be changing. As as we've seen, he takes things that we say to heart sometimes. Yeah, like once every two years. <laughs> okay, that was just out of pure frustration from the beginning of this this episode. I think it's because he was off for true professional court. He was off for three days. I tried. Didn't have anything to do. Greg Gumto. Yes. uh, Again, we'd love to have you here. Thank you for filling filling the seat uh, admirably and uh, showing off your classic collection of (laughs) uh, very expensive liquors. Uh, How is it that, you know, this this business of show that we're in is such a jaded affair? Mm hmm. Lots of people just, you know, let it go to their heads. How do you stay so grounded? You know, it's tough. It depends. Like in public, if someone catches me the wrong way, it could be trouble. It's like right in the face. It's, yeah. Like <laughs> ego so big. Can't walk through some doors. Yeah. It's crazy. The way I stay grounded on the podcast is with the Belvini. I bring it over and <laughs> grab, it just eases my I grab, pain. I grab my favorite, my favorite uh, Kroger water. I get my seventeen-year-old yeah. Belvini over, and she helps me. <laughs> uh, well, what the fuck? Why don't we do that? So, Greg, you got a seventeen-year-old Belvini. You've I got do. a core hydration. You seem to be your, your goal tonight is to be very, be very hydrated. Always, okay. always. So, Word. yeah. So that so Belvini is going to be your shot and your drink. Uh, yep, I'm. Probably going to do a Coors Light probably after the break. Coors, Coors Light. Yep. And, and probably one more shot of Fireball and call it good on the shots of Fireball sure. for the day. Uh, oh, that's a smart <laughs> idea. That's what we should do. We probably won't. Corey, what do you got? Still the hard soda. Yeah. Sticking with it. Shot is? Watermelon pucker. Again. Well, I think there's some butter shots over there too. Oh, yeah. Ugh. If you combine all of those, maybe it will be equivalent of one of our shots. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what, I don't feel anywhere near as bad waking up the next day. After yeah, because there's doing, nothing in it. Doing the watermelon pucker as I do fireball. And so. you should be staying away from sugar, but you're like, you know what I should do? I should stay yeah. away from the booze in these shots <laughs> and only stick to sugary shots. The <laughs> little boy's growing up. Yeah. There's not that much sugar. It's less than six it's less than two months now. There's not right? that much sugar in pucker. Less than two months until uh until you got that ring on your first ingredient. 
that ring on your <laughs> finger, right? Yeah, 56 days, I don't know. Well, we all so, should know. Because someone's someone's keeping count. Someone's <laughs> keeping very public and very frequent count on Instagram <laughs> and elsewhere. I feel like we should ship a grandfather clock to this house <laughs> that just goes... It's just a very loud... Yeah, just like that. A very loud ticking. Yeah. Speaking of which, I need it on public record now that you guys have to go Monday to get your suits. We are. I, All right, there's I no, put it in my phone, so and then I. I called him, and then I said... Hey man, I said uh, any anytime sooner you get in your suit, and he goes, "Well, I'm going to go on Monday." I go, "I'm going Monday." <laughs> you guys were going Mondays like Mondays and Mondays ago. So we're making a no, day of it. No, nope, nope. I never said I was going. No, we never said we point. were going. We this just, is the first time I committed to. We a said day. eventually we'll go. We never said a day. And then I called. Yeah. I called. That the place. is completely incorrect. But okay. No. no. Absolutely. You not. guys have said plenty of times after the cast, we've been up in the kitchen, like, yeah, keep, we're going Monday. Keep, keep it up. Maybe it'll be two Mondays from now. <laughs> 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 Doesn't do anything to us. <laughs> no, just let me know, chat. Let get, me know when I get a chance here. What's that? So I don't want to air anything publicly if it's it was meant to be private, but uh, some of us got the save the date but didn't get an invite. <gasps> oh, so did you talk to Mary? I did. And so if we got quietly brushed off the list, just let a brother know. <laughs> Todd, Todd I, I, will, I will tell you, you and my mother are still waiting on invites. So, What the fuck, man? <laughs> so so tell, tell, us, tell him now. Todd, uh, it's more of an Anglo-Saxon to, wedding. With the internet, with the internet uh, as witness, is he invited to the wedding or not? Yeah, of course he is. Okay. Dude, like, see, Corey. Like half of our invitations have not gotten received yet. Okay. So blink twice if they're being forced to say this. <laughs> I don't make anybody sad here, but hey, do you, I got I got a funny story once about I was invited to a wedding and the and the husband to be goes, It's my wedding too, you'll be there, Todd. And the day of the wedding I was not invited. So just let me know, Corey, if I'm swept to the side. I get it. <laughs> no, you're definitely not. Like I said, my, my own mother hasn't gotten her invitation yet, so Ask Danielle if I'm off the list because I know you don't have a say. <laughs> That's true. That is very. That, is true. that true. is true. You hit that the nail on the head there. Yeah, I got nothing to say about that. Tell uh, <laughs> tell Corky to cancel some of those checks and if Todd's not going. Two way. We 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 cash from the day we got him. That's... Corey, we oh we we did. Has well, she, she said? Did. Has she also complained to you that she hasn't received an invitation? My mom. Yeah. No, we, dude. There, for I don't know what the hell's going on with the U.S. Postal Service, but uh, a, a couple, a couple, a couple people have uh, the Postal Service lost in the mail. Yeah, you know, people have gotten their invitations. They've been shredded in half and taped back together. Are you serious? Swear to God, it's oh my God, it's hmm. Celeski Finn. Yeah, <laughs> nope, like this, like. As, as, as a matter of fact, her, Not today. her mom got hers, and on the back, all of our the return information was oh all redacted. God. Okay. Like someone took a huge black marker and struck everything out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. no clue what's going on. <laughs> Feels like if, if I'm disinvited, a lot of other people got disinvited too. So Todd, that is, some in that. that is the most horseshit well, story on, I've ever heard. You, you can life. only be disinvited if you were invited. And I'm not get, sure. You can't get mad at the person if it's the postal service. So it's a perfect thing. Like, oh, that damn postal God service damn again. Postal service. Ripping up all the invitations. <laughs> you know how that much that happens. Todd, what are you drinking tonight, buddy? Hey, I got myself. And before I'm going to preface it, New Belgium kicks out a new IPA every like every 13 days. It seems like. And tonight, I'm actually drinking uh, New Belgium's Voodoo Ranger line Future Hop IPA. So I'm getting that in the camera. 
It is magnificent. Is that, is that Obi-Wan Kenobi on the can? Who is that? That's the new that's the Voodoo Ranger brother, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> I knew we got the new series coming on Disney Plus soon. I thought they were tie-in merchandising with Voodoo with <laughs> New Belgium. All right, what's nope. your shot? My sh- crown apple, baby. God damn it. <laughs> hey, Todd, we got some crown apple here we can send you. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, we have plenty of it. There, there's a, a, a funny it. story Let's behind that. Let's save it for another couple months until Todd comes into town. Right, if, then, in fact, he's invited to your wedding. Then he can have it. Which I'm really not sure. None of us are really sure yet. Oh, let's see I'm here. Not, I'm <laughs> not even sure at this point, Bob. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who knows? Let's see here. Uh, oh, okay. Um, Dylan. Oh, we got a couple things for Dylan. Uh, Selesky. That's one of our red flag names. <laughs> Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Let me type it into my phone. Hold on. It says here, post... Mail carrier Phillips out of Roseville says to destroy on delivery. <laughs> Done. Sorry. Big guys make those decisions. Henry Atkins told us to do it. I, I feel like all of those things happened because there was this insufficient postage on every one of those invitations. Again, if there was, <laughs> I have nothing to do with it. Corey's like, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't got nothing know. on this. I don't even know what a stamp costs <laughs> nowadays. Let's say it's 37 cents. I feel really? like maybe there was like a thir- 36 cent stamp. I have no idea. I feel like there's a pile of ripped up invitations in Tijuana. Just <laughs> yeah. the Tijuana <laughs> office. Oh, we've been invited to the wedding. Are we going? Oh, you say Seleski, huh? Yeah, we've been getting a lot of those. Oh, I, you, know, <laughs> you don't know how hard it was for me to get in that mailbox after she dropped him off. <laughs> uh, Nick, you're drinking what? Uh, same thing. I'm doing blue light and fireball. Alrighty. Oh, not the same though, because last oh. week we had uh, Rubble Stoke. Stoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're back to the fireball. Get a little uh, blackberry, blackberry ale. Uh, very tasty. Uh, so that's got to get us to housekeeping because we haven't even done that yet. So if you're new to the podcast, thank you for joining us. You can find us here uh, out on social media every week. We release on Fridays at 10:30 a.m. Eastern time, approximately. Uh, but if you're looking for uh, past episodes for us or to like, rate, and subscribe to us so you'll know we release every week, you can find us out on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Amazon Music, Pandora, Audible, or anywhere else we can get a podcast. You can also follow us on social media, uh, on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube, at SchnozCast. And by the way, there's if you do follow us out at any of those services, um, we do put a little bit of work into that every week. So there's... Art, new artwork that we release every week that gets uh, tagged with the with the new episode dropping on Fridays, courtesy of uh, Nick Bader over here to my left. Uh, Corey puts together a video, a little video clip uh, as a teaser for the upcoming episodes uh, on on Instagram, and then also post to to YouTube. Uh, I might do an audiogram uh, every week or so uh, as a teaser as well. So definitely check us out. Uh, you can also email us at shenazguys at gmail.com with your existential questions or requests for relationship advice. And you know what? Fucking get get on it and send us a text or call us at 618-SHOCKER. The Shocker line is open for a limited time. We'll be shocker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as, as a newish host to the cast, Bob, I was... Uh, and I'm asking the question just for a friend. This isn't for me at all. Worst of all the things that people put the extra work that people do. Do you ever post wiener pics out there? Well, if you'd like to find out the answer to that question, you can subscribe to us and follow us on Instagram or Facebook. 
Actually, that's funny that you asked because uh, Corey was actually sent a wiener pick from someone that's been on the show. Yeah, yeah. We were, we were doing shots, and it seemed like a great time to take a wiener pick for um, someone that names will not be said. And uh, Corey just seemed like the best person to send it to. I mean, of all the people, all the fantastically uh, gorgeous women, Corey Selesky came up in this person's mind. And unfortunately, unfortunately, I was there to witness it. <laughs> Nick took the picture. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not so funny now, is it? <laughs> how, how did I get? Oh, it's always how'd hilarious. How did I get the extended arm in the photo? <laughs> Don't worry. You could, it was all bush. You couldn't see anything. <laughs> little, little mushroom sticking out. <laughs> Corey, let's do a little booze news. Angry inch. And now it's time for booze news. All right, we got a couple of people who's got who's got some booze news articles. Uh, let's start with Mr. Dylan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Uh, this one, this this story kind of struck struck home a little bit. I, I don't know why it struck me uh, so deeply, but I wanted to. I think this is a great booze news story, and, and I'm hoping we can get some help from our fans out there. Uh, the Portland Pickles need your help finding their stolen mascot, Dylan T. Pickle. <laughs> We don't relish telling you this, but it's kind of a big deal. The Portland Pickles baseball team says their beloved mascot, Dylan T. Pickle, has, has been stolen, and they are seeking the public's help in bringing him home safe. It all started in the Dominican Republic, where Dylan was making an appearance. Dude goes to the Dominican Republic on, a re- on the regular. He was due to return to Oregon via New York City on January 31st. A week later, the team tweeted about jarring, about jarring news. An alert message from Delta showing that the bag was traveling in had been lost somewhere in JFK. You win one championship this century, and you think you're good for, the, for storage on an airplane. The Collegiate Summer League tweeted to $29,000. That's how big a deal this is, guys. We need your help in finding Dylan T. Pickle. Uh I, again, I'm not going to read the whole story, but that's my booze news for the week. All right, Dylan T. Pickle, we'll be on the lookout. I wish you had a picture to share so we could uh, no, like a don't. wanted picture, no, please wanted, don't. like a wanted poster. Please Just don't pass it out there to all, all the audience. Dylan or Pickle picture. This is, this is nationwide. Uh, we know how important Dylan T. Uh, is uh, to the community, to the world, uh, and so this is this is this is where we need our fans to uh, to really pony up. Uh, Google it. Look on NPR. The, it's the real deal. Have you have you, have you let the pro, the appropriate authorities know that the Schnozcast audience is on the job? I have let everyone know because this is really near and dear to me. It's a relative. Dylan, it's actually spelled the same exact way. <laughs> what, oh, pe- it's, it's not, not a silent P? <laughs> 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 All right. Nick, you got a story. Yeah, short little booze news for you guys. Uh, so it says here that uh, the famous Italian diver Enzo Maiorca dove into the Sea of Syracuse and was talking to his daughter, Rosanna, who was aboard the boat. Um, they had some kind of communication while whilst diving. Um, ready to go in uh, when he felt something slightly hit his back underwater. I didn't. I missed it. What'd you say? Yeah, there were there was a lot of feedback. So, uh, so yeah, so this Italian diver Enzo Mallorca dove into the Sea of Syracuse, was talking to his daughter over a system that allowed him to be able to talk underwater back and forth with her. Rosanna was his daughter. She was aboard the boat, ready to go in. Um, when he. F-
he was he was attempting to come back up to the boat when he felt something slightly rub up against his back. He turned around and saw that it was a dolphin. When he realized that the dolphin uh, didn't want to actually play with him, but was expressing no, was expressing some sort of uh, distress and emotion. Uh, the dolph the dolphin quickly dove uh, down deeper, and Enzo, curious, uh, followed the dolphin at a depth of about twelve meters. Trapped in an abandoned net, there was another dolphin. Enzo quickly asked his daughter to grab a diving knife, uh, who then threw it down. He was able to grab the diving knife. Soon, the two of them managed to free the dolphin, the second dolphin, um, uh, which at the end of the ordeal emerged. Uh, and issued an almost like they uh, they described a human like cry described Enzo uh, a dolphin just for everyone's information apparently can stay underwater for about ten minutes and then it ends up drowning because they do need to breathe the released dolphin was helped to the surface by Enzo and Rosanna his daughter um, and the other dolphin followed suit that's when the surprise came uh, the dolphin appeared to be pregnant. The other dolphin ended up being a male, ended up circling them, stopped in front of Enzo, touched his cheek with the bill of uh, the dolphin's nose, such as a kiss and a gesture of gratitude, and they both swam off into the distance. Enzo Mayorka ended up uh, his speech by saying, until men learn to respect and speak to the animal world, uh, he can never know the true role on earth. So I thought that was kind of cool. You know, I mean, dolphins are super smart as it is. Um, There's been... Dolphins and like beluga whales. Um, there was a video, um, you know, if you're like, yeah, yeah, this didn't really happen. This sounds great, but it didn't. Uh, there's there's a video of someone in the Arctic, you know, dropping a phone that goes down to the bottom of the water. And there's a beluga whale that swims to the bottom, picks up the iPhone, brings it very gently to the surface to the boat. And the, they're freaking out, you know. Oh, my God, thank you. And they pet it on the head and it swims away. So I thought that was pretty awesome. It's a bird flew that some human gave it. What's that? Then it dies of some disease that humans have. <laughs> yeah, no, it died from COVID. <laughs> there was COVID just riddled all over that phone. Uh, I, my booze news is uh, we got to talk about we got to talk about the slap. <laughs> it, uh, I'm I assume that if you didn't watch it live, I watch it live. Did anybody else here watch it live? No. Wouldn't know what happened if the slap didn't happen. I wouldn't even know that was on. Yeah. Neither would I. I feel like the rest of the country's with you because, yeah, the ratings were not that great. But they surprisingly went up quite a bit at the end. Um, So we don't need to rehash it, but long story short, Will Smith slapped the fuck out of Chris Rock on stage at the Oscars. Um, Greg, I got to get your thoughts. (laughs) Because I know... And like of all of the people that are here, uh, I know Greg's the one who's going to have the most context as far as maybe some of the relationship uh, history that Will Smith and Chris Rock had prior to the slap, or what he may have said in the past, or you know, you just use your general Greg take out of Greg managed these two. <laughs> you, I'm, like, why, I'm like, why is Greg uniquely qualified? I want to. Uh, I, I would say uniquely qualified, um, and I say that because I didn't have a chance to talk to you beforehand, Todd. But I would say. Nothing I can do about Greg that. being a student of, <laughs> student of film built a goddamn theater in his house, and uh, that's more than you or I've ever done, my friend. That's true. So I'll tip my tip my cap to you, sir. <laughs> so, you, Greg, your thoughts? What do you? I, uh, I know they had a little bit of history, not like the greatest relationship. I know they worked together early on in their careers, 
um, mid nineties, late nineties time frame. Yep. Um, I mean, I know, I don't think Chris Rock knew that she had that. I think he, I mean, I didn't know. Alopecia? Yeah. Okay. You know, I don't even think it was a joke about that per se, but, you know, that's all in, you know, each person. It takes things individually differently. So. Right. But, I mean, the slap wasn't bad. Like in as in execution, yeah. Like, like it wasn't good. It, like it wasn't like a oh my god. He I just, mean, he had some really good follow through. He based did on some of the memes but the, I've seen. But the limp wrist and, and it wasn't a. He laughed. It, I watched. Uh, there was a YouTube video. It was a uh, like a guy who analyzes behavior, uh, the way people stand, what they might be thinking, why they do certain things before something happens. Sure. And he broke it down. Oh, he did he? Okay. I mean, it was a. I mean, it was a half hour video, and I think I sat there and watched the whole thing. I'm like, <laughs> what? What was his conclusion? He said it wasn't staged, because that's I know the big thing was. Oh, it's a stage one because of the way that oh Chris no, leaned into it. I don't but then, but then, I didn't think it was staged. It was. It was. It was the. Here's the funny thing. He laughed about. He laughed about it, and then he saw how it hurt his wife. In that moment, it didn't even matter that he laughed at the joke. He didn't realize. I mean, it was a bad joke. I don't think that he realized uh, how his wife would take it. And then, in that moment, he just got he welled up. I'm, I'm going to defend my wife because even though I, I thought the joke was probably in poor taste, I giggled like 90 percent of the people in the room when you said it. Yeah, he did. But she, but she she took it badly. And then, as a husband, he's like, "Well, wait a minute. I'm going to address it." That's what I, I like Will Smith a lot. I think he made a big mistake in doing it because. She- it's a bad joke, and he could he could have made a bad joke about Chris Rock cheating on his wife or cheating on his wife with a freaking computer because he's freaking addicted to porn. Somebody already did that I, night. Somebody earlier in the podcast in the telecast for the Oscars did make a joke about her about her boyfriend. Right, and that's what I'm saying. I think at the end of the day, it was a bad joke. I get I get the, uh, Will Smith's emotion in the moment when he realized. This guy just hurt my wife, and so I think really he just wanted to defend. Because if somebody did something to my mean to my wife, and Mary started got made, made the sad face, you're damn skippy. Somebody's gonna get touched, and it, 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 it's but it's a mistake you shouldn't make. So it's, you shouldn't lay your hands on anybody. I think it looks really really bad because again, who's punched anybody in the Oscars? And I know it, it's not a race thing, but the, the, it's sad because it's people who already are are pe- people are afraid of them because if you believe the violence. Yeah, I don't want to get political or anything, but it, and I got all off sidetrack. But yeah, I think it's a sad, it's a sad thing, and Will Smith's mostly in the wrong. It was the it was the first time there'd been any a violent encounter of any kind in the Oscars in over a hundred years. She's exactly. a toxic individual. There's one reason why for the ratings. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean I that mean, that would imply that they staged uh, it, and if like yeah, I said, that's because that's it was. I don't think it no. did. It was no, staged. I don't, I don't think not it was at staged. all. Will, you, Will Smith 100%. has everything to lose by, yeah, by slapping. Absolutely, slapping and, and I thought about that. Mike, Mike was telling me that you know he's like, oh, it's so staged. You know, you've seen the the ratings have plummeted. I mean, not even like a little plummeted, like really, 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 like almost like should we even do this anymore? Plummeted. No one watches it, and which I would agree. Uh, yep, I would agree that it was staged and all that. But the fact of the matter is, is Will Smith has always been a very likable actor. He's been a likable guy. He's been, 
you know, even in his like raps and stuff, he, you know, he doesn't swear and he's, he's always just been very, very likable. And for him to, I can't see Will Smith signing on to say, yeah, I'll ruin my whole reputation. Just they wouldn't do two A-listers. I mean, Chris Rock's a top tier comedian. Will Smith is a top tier actor. I could see. So 100% agree. There's no way no. you pick those two guys who are at the top of the game, period. And, and, and you're exactly right. Will Smith's reputation, that's the whole, and his whole thing, he's the clean cut in Bad Boys movies where it's, even, it's on the verge of being bad form. It's, 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 it's amazing. Well, re- remember, and, too, that he, he was nominated for Best Actor. Uh, and so but at the time of the slap, having watched it, and then tried to process it, what would actually happened, rewound, like the Zapruder film, to come back to figure out, like, oh, this that shit was real. The question was, like, oh, shit, he's nominated. What if he wins? Because he was probably the odds-on favorite mm-hmm. as a tie to win that award. So if he wins, are they going to let him come up on stage? Yeah, he's been thrown to jail. Yeah. There's, there's, two, there's two groups of thought in my mind. Uh, one, I, I don't, after watching it several times and things like that, and, you know, seeing the photoshopped uh, pictures of, oh, he's wearing a cheek, fake cheek, and all that crap. No, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't buy any of that. You, you can see on Chris's face. First, I mean, it's, it's so sad because Chris Rock lived a super, super hard life. He was always picked on. He was young. He was a small kid. He was, you know, uh, by his own words, he was uh, beat the fuck up. He was held upside down to where literally the money was shaken out of his pants when he was younger. He was sexually abused, and he grew up, like, going to all this fucking counseling because he was bullied so fucking much that at one point he ended up, um, he ended up, there was one person that he finally snapped and took a brick to that was bullying him and beat the fuck out of him almost till he died. And he said that was, like, the most traumatic thing that's ever happened in his life. And he spent years trying to get over it. And so he never wants that ever to come out again. So, uh, which is why he was so like kind of taken aback when it, when it happened, he, you know, he's like, Oh my God, I don't want this to ever happen. And, and yeah, he's, you know, you got Chris Rock, who's what? five ten. you know, <clears throat> Will Smith, who's six two. Um, but Will's not, you know, some a list. What is that? That was your door. That sir. was your door. Is it is it like the wind? Does it keep blowing open? Because it's like, <laughs> no, I shut that door. Well, that means someone keeps walking in. So, uh, so anyhow, um, but I <laughs> all mean, right, on with the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, I, I give it to I give it to Chris Rock. Um, yeah, there's going to be. I don't know if there was malice, um, but I certainly know that comedians have said so much worse and nothing's ever happened to them. Regardless, there should not be an open door policy that if you don't agree with what a comedian says that you can approach the stage and physically assault a comedian. I mean, you know, it's, you can leave, you know, it's comedy. You can make a sign of protest. You and your wife shake your head. Come on, honey. And walk out. That would have made just as much of a fucking stir. If Will Smith Cradled his wife in his arms, shook his head in 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 you know com- like, complete disgust, and walked is, out of the Ox- Oscars yeah. or whatever the fuck it, it's called. And uh, but but the fact that I think that you know there was so much shock that ninety percent of the people thought that it was some sort of skit. 
you know. Yeah, um, because you so, just don't expect. Plus, he approached he approached your stage, and you've got two people that were previously friends, Rock and and, mm-hmm. and Smith. And Chris Rock had his hands behind his back. Yeah, he did not expect to be slapped. He thought maybe maybe they're coming up to do a bit. Yeah, maybe he's exactly. in a club and give no, him a hug. He thought he, to, he thought he was coming up to verbally object to what he said after he said it. Is, I'm sure is what it was going through his mind. He was in a very I, subservient stance. He was in a very <laughs> he was in a confident. Stance. He was in a confident. I'll, I'm going to find the video and I'll send it to you. Yeah. Um, about the 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 guy that that does like the posture and stuff like that. Yeah. And and the best part was he leaned he, into it. He he was like they they say the reason he leaned into it was because it's so bright up there. And he's used to being up there on the stage, so instead of like looking, looking in, he kind of like peers in. Yep. Yeah. So it makes it look like he was taking the slap, but he didn't know what was going well, on. I don't think he was. I don't think. He, um. I don't think he was taking this. And slap. then, and then the, the Will Smith, because he broke down Will Smith's acceptance speech, and yeah. just how he yeah. was, and broke down that whole thing. I'll find that video. It's about. I mean, I think you've got you've got this. I, I think Chris was completely caught off guard. I don't think it was a horrible off-color joke. I mean, you've got a roast where can I can I yeah I think so. Yeah. I, so here's the thing with that. I I disagree with you a little bit because here's mm-hmm. the thing, Chris. It's funny when you were kind of listing off the, the, what Chris Rock went through in his childhood, and this is not me trying to steal or align myself with Chris Rock in any way. But I experienced the same thing. I was bullied in grade school, and in fact, uh, in high school, I was bullied so much. I that I joke. People always joke about. I always have hard nipples. When I was in my freshman year in high school, a junior would pick me up by my nipples every day off the ground, uh, and taunt me by holding me off the ground as long as he could. I, my, and so I've perma erect long nipples for a man until one day I threw him out of a window. Uh, his his upbringing isn't any different than a lot of people. And at the end of the day, and, and again, I haven't lived a clean life either. I, I'm I'm a guy who does fight. I, th- I think I do myself do not a good job of representing a person who can think rather than fist. In that regard, I think I don't Chris Rock a pass. He's a professional comedian. I think publicity, good publicity and bad publicity are both good. He told a really really bad joke that he, he knew was potentially going to hurt a, a person, and, and I don't think that I think that he did it too because, as much as people say, oh, they were friends back in the day, you don't know how close they were. They might have known each other, gone to a couple of parties, and maybe hung out a little bit. But if they weren't really friends, and it's always been just a close acquaintances, I could see where him hurting your wife in this moment, you don't know what they're going through at home. He could he he boiled over, blew up. Walked up there. Chris Rock leaned in because of the lights. I think that. I think he told a really bad joke. And while he shouldn't have gotten slapped, he was thinking he's going to get skewered in the media, which is going to be, was going to be okay because people forget that. But now it's etched in stone because even though I, I get why he did it, if somebody did it to Mary, I'd be, I don't know that I would be, have the the fortitude. If somebody made my wife cry, they're going to get Todd Dillon, and it's not a, it's not the human I'd like to be. I, I'll say that right going in, and I think. Uh, Will Smith did a good job of saying he did the same thing. He's a human being. He made a mistake. It's not as what I would expect from him, and it's a bummer that he did it because I'm, Chris Rock. Yeah, but but he I'm did not. Able. He didn't. His speech didn't include any apology. I'm, to Chris I'm, Rock. I'm torn with, with you know what I mean, Jada Pinkett Smith, because just right before that, she's like, "I have alopecia. I really don't care what people think or what people say." But but okay, so what, that- if you're if you're gonna take that complete. Say that all the time. I know, but you don't put it on. You don't put it on social media with her following. They do. 
if you ask Mary, if she, here's the thing, if you ask Mary to go on a boat ride tomorrow, she's not going to tell you that she's afraid of the water. She's not, and she's going to, if she listens to this podcast, she's going to yell at me for saying she's afraid of the water. She's terrified of the water. She's never, ever going to say it. And she would put her life in danger to not admit that she's terrified of the water. That's, that's, so the, I don't want to, I don't want to paint with a broad brush about women, but it's a thing I've observed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let, let, let me let me give this example. There was um, a roast going on where, you know, and you're a comedian, so you're in, if you're in the audience, you know, you're, you're fair, fair game. You're fair game, okay. And yeah. it's let's not forget freedom of speech, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, agreed, they, they are words. They are words. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I let you talk. So now, what I'm trying to say is, is someone made a joke about ashes that were Pete Davidson's dad because he died in 9-11. Now, that, I would feel, would be a drawing-the-line fucking joke. Like, this is your dad died in something that's very, very, very near and dear to the entire country's heart. Now, a G.I. Jane joke, it was probably in poor taste. But G.I. Jane was character a joke. itself is a very well, we're, strong we're assu- character. We're assuming, That's the thing. We're assuming that, that he knew. That he knew That he knew, that. but there, we never know. We, we Regardless, we don't know. how many times have comedians called Lisa Lampanelli and joked about her weight, how fat she was, and all this other stuff, and that's fine. That's okay. That was probably more insulting, you know, or your dad burning up to a crisp. I think that's extremely insulting. But the fact of the matter is, is... If this was a situation where they were in the after party or they were at the bar, or they ran into each other, and Chris said, hey, man, love to see your, your wife in the next G.I. Jane flick, Will should cock back and punch his fucking lights out. I <laughs> but, wholeheartedly agree with – I on. could understand that. I could understand that. But on a stage where he's performing his job as a comedian, mm-hmm. walk up and protest and leave. You'll get just or, as much publicity. Or walk up – to uh, uh, someone who's supposed to be, publicly anyway, your friend, put your arm around him, grab the microphone, and go, did you know that she's got alopecia? Yeah, that would you know, be... Th- that That joke's kind of in poor taste. Like, man, I love you, brother, but that was kind of a little blow the belt. Uh, you know, let, let's talk about this afterward, but, man, don't do that again. And the... the Lots to dissect in these exchanges. I, I think I agree. <laughs> I agree. The, so... The, 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 so Hold on, hold on, Todd. Hold on, Todd. Before you say that, I want to point out that Will Smith was nominated for Best Actor that night. He at the time of the slap, he didn't know if he was going to win or not. But it had if he if he knew that he knew that if he did, he would only be the fifth black actor in history to win that award, joining the company of Denzel, uh, uh, um, Whoopi Goldberg. uh, Say it again, Todd. Sidney Poitier. Poitier. Just yeah. So. It, it, and not to mention that's a, it would be it'd be his first Oscar, right? He's nominated two or three times previously, and so it's a huge night for his for his career, and for all of his fan people who are fans of Will Smith, a noteworthy thing. And to do something like that that was so in between the slap and the speech when he actually won, um, you know, you you already know that you've tainted not just your win, but the entire award show forever. To, and and then to give, get up and give a speech in which you strike a tone of like, motherfuckers just got to do what motherfuckers got to do. Like love's gonna, love makes you do crazy shit. Not a word to Chris Rock. That, that I think was 
a really almost worse than the slap. Like you can lose your temper, but at the end of the day, you've had now some time to think about what you did and some counseling from Denzel and your publicist, people, yeah. your publicists all over the place. <laughs> I'm sure they were swarming. And then you get up and give a speech like that in which you're like, hey, just like, uh, Cere- you know, Venus and Cerulean's dad, I just was fucking protecting people. And uh, I guess sometimes you got to hit a motherfucker. And I'm sorry to the like, academy. Bat- like, that was yeah, a- it, it was just a weird, like, I think that the speech did more to tarnish his, his reputation and his career than anything else. And then it subsequently we learned that since that time, he's apologized publicly to Chris, not publicly, but on Instagram. I don't know if he actually called him directly, but an Instagram apology is not an actual apology. Yeah, because his publicist could have wrote all of that. He, exactly. He could have had nothing to do with that. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And then he's, uh, I heard he actually resigned from the Academy. He did, yeah. Uh, as a show of, like, good faith, but they're still going to. It's one step in the right direction. It is. And and Rock has had nothing publicly to say about it other than a stand-up show he was in in which he's like. I'm yeah, not talking about it yet. Yeah, when I do, it's going to be. He serious, actually, it's gonna, it's gonna be actually, funny. He actually had yeah. some hecklers um, scream "fuck Will Smith" twice. He stopped him. And he shut him down. Like a yeah, like a gentleman. Yeah, but in in in, here's my takeaway. My opinion, my very small opinion of not knowing much of what's going on in, in any of their lives, um, it seemed very latent to me. It didn't seem like Chris Rock was the problem. It seemed like latent hostility. The lack of reaction from Will initially. And then seeing his wife's reaction and being forced into reacting, uh, it seemed to me like Will has had like a lot of animosity of things going on in his marriage, and that was the straw that broke the camel's back, and that was the first fight he could jump into. And I don't think it really had too much to do with Chris Rock. I think it had. He and Kirk Strutt just was the uh, he was the catalyst, unfortunate recipient yep. of that. And I th- I think it violence. had to do with the shit he's dealing with at home that he probably just loves her and is trying to go, show her go along with it and he's like i gotta be and especially i gotta, it's I gotta a, protect you it's not a punch it's a slap slap is more insulting not to mention we don't know how many drinks he had he could have been sitting there uh they could have had a pre-show party uh you know all all poor taste i mean to walk onto us i mean you're on camera you know i mean logically none of it makes sense and i get it he, it was an emotional thing but clearly, it wasn't a, it wasn't something that upset him initially. It was something that he felt he had to do at that point in time, and uh, knowing more than I need to know about quote unquote his marriage, um, you know, it seems like maybe this is a, a lot of that part of their marriage is her idea, not necessarily his. And he's got these kind of built up emotions, and that was just the first fight he could jump into. You know, and I think it was the wrong one. But to always play the devil's advocate, as we would say in law enforcement, no complainant, no crime. And Chris Rock does not want to report uh, uh, any charges, doesn't want to file any charges. So it's as if it didn't happen because it's not illegal if the person does not want to press charges. So it means nothing. But I, it upsets me that there's that level. There's there's a group of individuals, regardless of if it's Will Smith if his wife has fucking cancer, alopecia, I don't care what the fuck it is. It's a situation where we're in a society here and we have rules. And regardless of what event it is, the fact that because of their status, because they're celebrities, because I don't care who it is, white, black, doesn't doesn't fucking matter. 
that person should have been escorted out. Case in point. It doesn't matter who they are. Violence does not beget violence, and it could it could start a snowball effect that we will now see at comedy shows around the country. I can't wait for somebody to jump up on stage and we, yeah, we try to sh- cancel Rogan. We could sh- <laughs> we could sh- <laughs> did you did you see Segura's uh, interview? You know, we're we're sending no. this message that this is okay. This is all right because you're not going to be escorted out. You're going to be able to be congratulated and happy and thank your mom and everybody like no, I don't care I don't care who I don't care if it was my own mom. If if this were to happen, get get her or whoever the fuck it is out of there. You know, that I don't disagree I, with you. Though. I think you should think you should have been escorted out. And I think that's that should also have been a little bit of the sadness of the moment in that he he got he still won. He should have won the award. Now, if they took it took it from him after the fact it would have been okay, but I think it should have been hey, and the winner of whatever he won it for uh will smith but unfortunately got thrown out because he wasn't he did a thing that he shouldn't have done uh that's never been done here and uh so he's not here and so here's the award blah 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 yeah he he violated our community standards and guidelines of the academy and regardless of if chris rock does not want to press charges uh he could just be a nice guy or some it doesn't matter the fact of the matter is, is that we have policies and rules here as part of this this prestigious event, and it's not just going to be chaos where anyone can do what they want. They should. I, 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 can I, my, my, again, I was going. There's two things I wanted. To, I wanted to make sure before we move on, and I know because I know we're beating this horse. Yeah, but no, 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 but it, it was one of the biggest stories. That, and by the way, it happened like a week ago almost, and people aren't going to be hearing this for another week. week. So. But yeah, I, I think we uh, it was something we we needed to address. Go ahead, Todd. Uh, yeah, so let me, the one important point because Nick said it, and I just want I just want to get this on the record, Nick. We you should rethink the thing. I don't think there's a line in comedy at all. I think you, like you said, you 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 made a subjective reference to like Pete Davidson's dad who died in 9-11, a horrific thing. But not everybody on this planet has the same emotional attachment to that for very for many different reasons across the board. Sure. And so in comedy, I don't think that there is a line. That, and so in that regard, I think that Chris Rock was well within his rights to tell the joke that he told. Uh, I think that it was a bad joke in poor taste. Sure. Whether you knew about the alopecia or not, just because you're ripping on another dude's wife. There's always the opportunity, no matter what business you're in. If you're messing, if you say something about somebody else's wife, you're you're messing with a powder keg because emotions. You don't know the emotions are around it. So again, I know I, I kind of squished over, but I'm like, I, I don't. I, I think comedy, unfortunately, for and but, but here's the funny thing. I draw. Here's how I draw the line. I, I've heard many a comedian tell racist jokes, but I get the. I can always tell the vibe, in my opinion, when. The comedian tells the joke, and it's actually he's really comfortable with it. he's at home, or he's or he's like just good at his craft, and he's getting the crowd reaction. There's, and so at the end of the day, which I choose, there are comedians that I like and I don't like, and so I vote with my feet. And I think that so comedy should be not subjective. I don't think there is a line. I think you tell the joke you want to tell, and let the chips fall where they where they may, and let people vote with their feet. Otherwise, you do get in a situation where this Will Smith thing becomes more than another because the next thing is to rip on somebody. I mean, ultimately, can you imagine ripping on the queen when she dies on that day? Somebody's going to want to kill somebody. They can't do it because comedy doesn't have a bound. Unfortunately, <laughs> it just is. But so uh, all, all the more that I absolutely agree with your sentiment. Will should have agreed and, or uh, should have voted with his feet and walked yep. out. Yep. 
hundred percent. That would have been the perfect thing. And they they actually showed uh, the PSA from when he was younger, like promoting uh, how people should go against violence and walk away and never get. Well, but that's why, again, I, and I keep, I may, may sound like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. At the end of the day, Will Smith's a human being. I've done many things in the moment that aren't characteristic of Todd Dillon, uh, even though I sometimes come across as a bully. I've done things that I'm not proud of knowing, knowing better. Uh, and we all have. We're humans. He's a human being. And, unfor- and like I said, that's the sad part of it. He's a human being who's got a lot of clout with people of all walks of life i mean so in this it sucks that he was the one who set in motion a new thing because again it might not happen next year two years from now somebody next time why not go uh any given sunday where somebody brings a gun into the thing and shoots a dude because yeah that's what i'm saying i mean that's you know we're gonna inch towards that point i mean with on the other side of the coin chris is a human being and he made a, a a very small mistake in comparison to someone assaulting somebody all it's subjective, it depends in the moment. That's what I'm saying. That volatile thing, it can be, it's always the small thing. Right? How many people have gotten punched in the eye because they bumped into somebody's girlfriend? Right? I mean, it, it can be really, really, really small. We're I'm t- just saying it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I said in a bar setting, yeah, there's yep. there's guys that, that will, you know, uh, defend their honor of their lady, you know, but you, you know that there's a million fucking cameras and you're on fucking national television. And you know you're in a tuxedo, and you know that you're physically, premeditatingly walking onto a stage to to have time, like the 15, 20, 30 seconds to think that I'm going up to hit this person in the face on live television in front of my friends and family and the whole world. Like that yeah. is not I, a a whims where someone where someone I think, makes. I think a, you mean. I think you're trying to say whim. Win where where someone makes a joke about all the whims. I put s's on everything. Uh, where someone makes a joke about my wife, and you know, I had a, I was a little overserved, and I punched him in the face at the bar. And yeah, you're gonna press charges. Maybe you're not. It, it happens. But you are sitting in your seat, and you're making this decision in front of all these people at this prestigious event, and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna get up, and I'm gonna walk, and I'm gonna walk, and I'm gonna walk. And everyone's going to wonder what I'm doing. And then I'm just going to slap the shit out of you. And then I'm going to go sit down. And then I'm going to start screaming and swearing. You know, like, it's... Not only that, but he was he was laughing at the joke until he looked over. And he's like, oh, fuck, she didn't care for that. Because she's a toxic so person. He made, he made that decision. The and then, to your point, Nick, shit. made a long walk during which he had plenty of time to think about what he was going to do. Yep. Hey, so, hey, one, hey one, so not a, this is not for, meant for the show. But remind me when we're offline, boys, to tell you about the Scotty Farwell affair. <laughs> the, the, you mean the Scott Farkas affair? No, this, no. I, the Scotty Farwell affair. I, no. I just want I, this. I want to uh, this, and, and boys, in this, I'm not. We're not. I'm not ever going to tell the story on the podcast. Yeah, but we should. We need to talk it offline. I'll, I'll t- uh, and I'll, okay. I'll tell you this right now because I don't know who Scotty Farkas is, but um, <laughs> Scott Farkas <laughs> was in the Christmas story. Yeah. He was the, the yeah. Bully. He was really honestly. <laughs> yeah. But I would say this. Had this not happened and had a TMZ story or something came out where it said at an Oscars after party, uh, Chris Rock and Will Smith happened to be in the same bar and Chris made the same comment to Will by his wife uh, with an earshot and Will smacked the fucking shit out of him. I'd be like, fuck yeah, Will. Good job. Right. I wouldn't necessarily have done it myself. I don't know. I'm not in that situation. But – 
I would have I've been like, yeah, that it's what he fucking deserves. But not in that setting. You know, he was on stage. It was a comedian. It was it an was, historic win. Yeah. For Will Smith and for black actors everywhere. And for it to be overshadowed by that is is it's sad. sad. It's think about sad, yeah. think about Questlove who won for Summer of Soul. And he's the Oscar who he won the Oscar that they were that Chris Rock was trying to present. In his whole speech, no one was looking at Questlove. No one was listening to Questlove. They're just looking at Chris Rock on the on the right side of the camera view to see who he was making eyes with in the crowd, going like, I don't know what happened. It's a sad state of affairs because I I've seen that movie that he that he won for. I've assigned it to people like it's a great fucking movie, and it's all he's been thinking about for three or four years making the movie and then trying to promote it, et cetera, et cetera. It's a sad state of affairs. And there's other people involved in, in, the, in the show, in the Oscars, and in the context of the scenario beyond Will Smith and those the people that he wasn't thinking about at the time. So hopefully, you know, I, I like Will Smith. I'm I've sure, always, I'm, I've I'm always sure he's a, he's a good dude that means well. And everybody has, to, to Todd's earlier point, everybody has... You know, a moment of weakness. Breaking point. It's how you how you present yourself uh, following that moment, moment of weakness. And that's where I go back to his speech after he won, which I'm sure was a tidal wave of emotions, but I thought that, that really could have been handled a lot better than he did. And by him resigning from the Academy right now, apologizing on Instagram to Chris Rock, hopefully he reached out to him in some way, that's the shit that he's got to do because he's got to climb his way back up to where he was, which, you know, I think everyone could probably agree he worked really hard to get to where he was and had the kind of reputation that he has that transcends American cinema. I mean, Glo- he's a, he was a global superstar. I mean, he was right? always one for, you know, Will Smith doesn't swear in his raps, and you know he's doing PSAs, and he's he's a lad, he's the the genie in Aladdin, and he's kid friendly and family friendly and all this stuff like that. So it just. I, I guess for me mostly it was it was kind of upsetting because, you know, I, I thought he was a classy, really classy guy. And I know he's human, but we're all human. And, you know, at a certain point, that excuse doesn't fly. You know, I can't be like, well, I said something about my mom. I, I killed someone. I, I'm human. You know, I mean, I, I still wait, understand wait, you, it. Wait, you killed someone? <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, like, you, we still have to have self-control. Defense. So again, give him let now let it give him more runway. I mean, this is this to, to our knowledge, this is his first offense. Chuck it, it's it was bad behavior. No objection there at all. Shouldn't have done it. Bad. Really bad. This is but it doesn't tell me what, what Will Smith is. It's one data point and right. all the other data points are really positive. But I'd like to use that sound clip to uh bring a close to this topic from Todd Dillon. Bad, really bad. <laughs> Period. Very, very bad. Very, very bad. Nobody likes it. <laughs> Such a bad thing. All right. Really uh, bad. Todd, we got a few more minutes before we're going to break. Uh, okay. I feel like in the midst of your diatribe concerning Will Smith and Chris Rock, you may have had some airing of grievances. I do. And it's it's about entertainment. This is actually a quick one since we don't have that long. But here's, a, here's my grievance. So I was a huge fan as a child. I grew up with a, a, a television show called Kung Fu. Uh, where Kane, uh, David Carradine, uh, or one of the Carradines, uh, was yep. raised by monks, and he walked the earth in the old west, and and he was a good, he was like a superhero, 
uh, with the, the ways of the Shaolin monks who knew all mad Kung Fu. Uh, and so there was a lot of fighting. Loved that show. Loved that show. That was like a family staple in my home. We watched the family. Loved uh, Quiet Dan Kane. Uh, there is a reboot of Kung Fu uh, that is now based with, and I watched the pilot. It's the the, the new Kwai Chang Kane is actually a, a woman, and she has been trained by monks, and she was away from her family because the family dynamic was toxic. And but again, she got caught up with the monks, and now she's the, this modern superhero. And so I watched the pilot, and I, it was, again, like any pilot, it was not very good, but I, I now they got to get their footing together. So right. recently, I've watched uh, one of the later episodes, and here's my grievance. The name of the show is Kung Fu. Now, even the show started out with dudes punching things, breaking sticks, breaking boards and bricks and all that stuff. Kung Fu, right? And then kicking and fighting, and then within... Seven minutes of into the show, there's already been at least one kung fu scene where Kwai Chang Kane got disrespected, jumped over a bar, and kicked a dude in the face, right? I watched 45 minutes of the new kung fu before I even knew who the new Kwai Chang Kane was or a punch was thrown. Oh, that's not good. That's horrible. Yeah. I mean, I'm, try- I'm watching it because I-, I love it. The-, the new dynamic is... It's the the superheroes and the family are are all Asian, and I'm like, I love it. It's just like kind of the blackish thing. You get a glimpse inside of the 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 normalcies, or at least the generalizations around Asian culture and how respecting the family and and the, them stealing dumplings rather than people trying to slice up pieces of the turkey. It was it's a it's a, I I love the the theme. I love everything about what they're trying to do. But you can't have a show called Kung Fu. And then wait 45 minutes. I don't agree with that. 100% disagree. <laughs> burbledy, burbledy, burble. Todd, what you can't see, and while well, you might be able to see, but what the audio audience can't see, because microphones aren't labeled on podcasts when you're listening to things. They're not? Bob switched over from his microphone oh. to Nick's microphone. <laughs> no, I didn't. And then put on a I'm terrible Nick. impression of being Nick. I'm Nick Bader. Thinking that the listeners were going to be able to <laughs> differentiate between Nick's microphone and Bob's microphone. I am appalled by this kung fu reference that you're making. Yes. So that's what's happening right now. Dude. And, and then to make matters worse, to, to, to end my grievance, though, to make matters worse... I haven't watched an episode of Flash in a while because, again, we're talking about a superhero speedster that is supposed to be solving crimes. Oh, yeah. Speed. But these days, dude, that dude, the, he, like, makes it, he's, like, zipping to the bathroom to go to the bathroom. Otherwise, oh, the metaverse has tapped me and I can't go fast anymore. Flash is all about dude standing still. It's fucking horrible. If you, if you have a show that's called Flash... 80% of it should be dude going fast. 100% agree. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who would disagree with that. I think your last two grievances were spot on, sir. You can't have a <laughs> Spot on. All right, well, I wasn't sure if we were going to take a break or not, but I feel like we're going to keep yet. on going. Not did, at the moment. Did you, did you see the meme I shared? <laughs> Did you share it from the bathroom? No. Okay. I shared it yesterday. I was on a podcast, so I 
not was, looking at my it phone. Was, it was up. <laughs> Will Smith as the Fresh Prince. Okay. And it said, I got one little fight about my wife's lost hair. She said, you better slap Chris or I'm going to have an affair. Uh, yes. <laughs> If nothing I've else, I've gotten some really good memes. Oh, it's a super good meme. Did situation. you see the one about, uh, and somebody said, I can't remember where they, I think it was maybe Jimmy Kimmel was uh, doing his monologue. And he's like, what the fuck? We had multiple Spider-Mans in the audience and no one could save Chris Rock? <laughs> and then somebody came up with a meme of somebody doing like a Doctor Strange portal oh. <laughs> on the stage and Spider-Man swinging through and pulling Chris Rock out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. It was fantastic. To, I did have to stop a Facebook fight on my post. A Facebook fight on your post? Yeah. Oh, the, the one I commented on. Yes. What were they fighting about? Um, a friend of mine. She does have alopecia, and she's like, I don't see what the issue is. Uh, she has G. a little I, thicker skin than GI Jane. Uh, well, she goes. Well, the GI oh, Jane character oh, is a strong character. It was a very strong. It's a very strong character. Right. Um. Again, and, oh, hold on. Again. Todd's got something to say. Again, again, I don't want to overstate this but there is a strong affinity with black people in their hair in our so history. so i was going to say that because that's what one of my friends that's what she says she's um she's a black lady it's just, right he's married to my, one of my best friends and that's what she said and i was like i totally can see that side of it because the customer black base hair, the, has been abused in this country for yeah yeah but hold well, on hold on but it, it was chris rock a black man who made the joke. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And didn't Chris it Rock do a show called Good Hair? It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He, he, he hit the nerve that worked for him. If he'd called his wife the N-word, it would it would, it would have been a bad joke <laughs> that he didn't get punched for. Uh, let yeah. let me right. just say this. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, Are we still recording? Yeah. All right. Let me Fantastic. let me just say this. I, I think Jada looks great. I mean, her hair looks great. She, I don't see she, the problem. She's got hair. Uh, it's your because again, if your wife says she's fat and you say you look great to me, doesn't she's not gonna go? Oh, then I'm skinny. So at, so I, I get, so even I get at, the so even at like a low level comedy show, like someone's like, oh, your big wife. This is not a low level on, comedy. show. That's what I'm saying. That all the more reason. No, no, I'm not. Walk up on stage, look, just punch it, someone in the face. If she, hold on, it was wrong. It's the wrong reaction. It's bad. It's just, but it's a bad joke. <laughs> But hold on, there, this is why there's context, and this is why we've spent a lot of time talking about this to Corey's chagrin, I think. He's like, <laughs> I keep looking over like... This is the dumbest thing ever, to be honest with you. <laughs> they're, they're, yes, yes, it might have been a, a poor joke. She also contributed by making the gas face uh, on on camera at, or, and over to her husband to go like, are you going to fucking do something about this? To further fuel that... Her urge him to do it, and again, dude, why, why he was laughing at the joke before. <laughs> in the in the moment, who know? Again, who knows this? We are human I, beings. I saw act, it because I watched it. I, uh, we we we're human beings, and we act we react weirdly, and sometimes bad things happen. I Todd, I, I, <laughs> all all, all I want to hear because because you're you're dancing this habitual line. All I want to know is decision. Was it a bad move? By by uh, Will Smith? Yes. Yes. Not was it a bad move, but Chris made a bad joke and never you don't know about someone's wife, but was it a bad move? That's no. that's it. Bad move. That's it. Bad actor. Should have been thrown out of the building. That that's it. That's all I want to know. That's that's that makes me very happy to hear because I was I was he should have been ejected from the building. Yes. Todd, right. Todd, all, 
Todd, all I want to know yep. is if you do end up getting invited to the wedding, are you coming? <laughs> yes, that's why that's I've actually that's why I'm actually pressing the issue because Excellent. I me leaving town uh, with two dogs uh, is is not trivial. So lots of things have to come into place. So I, I need to be able to know that I'm actually invited. So if I'm off the list, I will still love you, but just let me know. <laughs> I guess that you're not off the list. That's I know that for sure. Hey, Court, talk to your wife. Figure if I'm still on the list. Hey, not the wife yet. And, and Corey, Corey also said this is Corey also said this is one of the dumbest things we've ever talked about. But however, we spent like thirty minutes one time talking about what flip flops he would wear on Mount Everest. So I don't know if this is the dumbest conversation uh, we've ever. You had. know what? Uh, we only talked about it for this long because the people who were talking thought it was interesting. What really matters is is anybody listening and do they find it interesting? I, I, who can say? The entire world's talked about it. It does. It's, it doesn't make a difference in any of our lives. No. So it, it, at the end of the day, it, 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 neither did the shoes that you're wearing up Mount Kilimanjaro. But that's, but that's for humor. Day, that's right. for humor. Yeah. This, uh, this is just, everyone's talking about this. It doesn't matter. It happened. Who yeah. cares? It happened. And by the way, we, all of us here, especially on, on, on this show and everywhere else, we are not involved in their daily lives. We have no insights into the relationships, good or bad, in their homes. We're not there. We, we, we get what's filtered out to us that either somebody stole or got poor context on or got the right deal. I mean, ultimately we don't know any of these people. So I think it's interesting. It's always, there's you always, always, always with these things, put plenty of salt on it. I, I'm, thank you. Thank you, Bob. Yep. I saw it. I'm watching you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You really don't have to. No one I, else is. My, my only, my only disagreement with that and we can move on, but my only disagreement with that is that it sets a precedence and it, I don't we, want there to be copycats. Yeah. And that's it. Agreed. They should have thrown them out. That's that at the end of the day, that's would be my review. Why didn't he get thrown out right away? Yeah. And from now on, people get out of their seat and approach anybody in a violent manner, they get escorted up. Yeah, yeah. I don't care who you are. I mean, it, it, even no slap. You're walking up that's on right. stage, it's, it's not your fucking turn. You know, get no. What are you doing? Yeah. Kung Fu chick up there to freaking regulate. <laughs> so I gotta figure out who this Kung Fu from, chick is. From the slums of Shaolin. All right, we'll do another uh, schnozcast shot. <laughs> Were we ready for that? All right. So, uh, per the tradition, if you don't have a shot, go get it right now and pause yourself on the on the podcast. We'll wait. Or pause us. Yeah, that's fine. Hmm. You're pausing life, really, is what you're doing. And you're back. Join us. Cheers. There's the clink, there's the clink I know and love. Oh yeah, I've been waiting for that. Sweet sassy molassy. So, uh, very very quick um, story I want to tell you guys about my interaction with the pizza delivery girl, which is probably not as uh, fantastic as you're probably imagining. So, Dude, don't don't spoil my. I know, I know. So there's uh, when I stay out at my uncle's during the week. I work with him. Uh, I work like an hour away from home it makes more sense he's like five miles up the road from where we work so he's got spare bedrooms and stuff I stay out there and oftentimes after you know 11 hour day of cooking and doing things like that you just want someone else to make food for you no matter if it's good or not that's nice um <laughs> and so the getting ready this is like a podunk town where he lives and everything just shuts down and so by the time we get back it's almost 10 o'clock at night 
and there's only a few places that are open to, to bring you food. One of the places is Marco's Pizza. And I found out the hard way that there's only like one delivery girl. And uh, she's not very light on her feet. Um, she's a redhead. Um, she's probably 15 to 20 years older than me. And she likes to talk more than I do. That's not possible. No, yeah. no way. Oh, yeah, all it's, of the things you said are not possible, especially the last one. Oh, it's so possible. <laughs> and uh, what does on your feet mean? What is a oh, heavier set yeah. woman? She's um, she's a little. Yeah, she's 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 a little she's a little heavier. She's a little thicker. Yeah. And uh, so the first couple times, Mike would answer the door, and uh, weeks went on, and uh, you know there'd be some small banter, and that'd be it. And then I started, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start ordering pizza because I don't, I don't, I'm not going to wait for Mike. And so I would order pizza and I, I realized it was a big mistake. And every time I'd go to <laughs> someone say steak, what, what someone say steak. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and so in, in, in recent uh, history, he in, installed a ring doorbell. So now anytime that there's motion, it, it plays like wind chimes on his phone very loudly. Uh, so we always know when they're there. And uh, so I go, and I'm like, God, I hope it's not this fucking bitch again, you know. And so she goes, she's like, hey. Jesus Christ. How's it going? I'm like, oh, hey. And at first it was very nice. I mean, she She's was very, probably a really nice person. She was very nice. Now she's a heavy set bitch, too. Yeah. But <laughs> Jesus. This every, lady can't win. Yeah, exactly. Every time I would go to the door. And a soulless ginger. Every time I go to the door, you know, it's after a long day. I'm smelling like fish fry. Hey, hold on. I got I to gotta defend my soulless ginger. I'm not going to come over and slap you in the face. But I'm just going to say, hey, man, I want to watch that. <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> you heard me, Lori. <laughs> soulless oh, ginger. I'm like, wait. I'm like, what part of you is yeah, ginger? No, no, <laughs> no, no. I got to defend my soulless ginger, apparently. Oh, no. She was born a blonde. She's not a real ginger. Yeah. Um, so, so anyhow, so I'd go to the door, and, and every time, like the first time was very interesting. She's like, you know, uh, people ask me why I do this, and I'm like, "Do I'm, they?" I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And she's like, "People ask me why they do this. I make a thousand dollars a week," and I'm like, "Oh, oh, okay. I'm just looking for the change, you know." That's, and uh, <laughs> can I have my fucking change, please? Yeah. And she's like holding the pizza for ransom, and she's like, "Yeah, you know, I do this all the time, and you know, I make a thousand. I'm like, "All right, whatever." So that was the first encounter. Every consecutive encounter. So the impression you gave her on your first encounter was you're a dick. No, I I, I humored her. I was like, oh, that's great. Mm, I was like, that's that's fantastic. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. You know, anything you can say, like, go totally away. Totally supportive. Go away. Great. You make money. Go away. That's, that's fantastic. You do you. Again, totally supportive. It's it's freezing cold outside. And I'm but you in, were inside. I'm in pajama shorts with you the door inside. open. With the door open in a white t-shirt. Because I'm inside. But now the door's open, and I've got this Hamburg breeze blowing up my shorts, and my pizza is getting very cold because she's holding it for ransom so she can have a conversation with me. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's fantastic. You make a thousand. Yeah, you told me last time. I, I get that. So now every other, so it's like every couple. What's that? Visit was it first or second? So the first visit was the I make a thousand dollars a week, and then I realized that's like her go to. So anytime. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Good, Todd, it's yeah. funny you mentioned yeah. that because I guarantee you there is actually one person at the house that has put out that check. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> and his name uh, is Mike. I'm sure. <laughs> Thanks for the food today, Mike. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Way to, so way it's, to this, show it's this like for social interaction when there's not much time at the end of my day and I just want a hot pizza. And Mike has moved the microwave from his house so you can know so you're going to heat up the oven. Hold on, what? He took the microwave and put it at work and he not. No longer has a microwave. So now I'm like, I, I want this pizza, and I don't want to have to fucking wait for the oven to heat up. Let's take so it while it's hot. I don't like the bitch. No. No, this is not well, the agreement. You deliver well, the pizza, and you walk away. There was uh, one other time that she came, and she goes, listen. She's kind of like a kick-you-in-the-balls kind of girl, like ball-busting. She's like, hey, listen here. You know, you and your uncle, and you're going to have to stop ordering all these fucking pizzas uh, because it's not good for you. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, right. Mm-hmm. all right, Tubby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what are And she's like. You're not, not reading the room. This woman is saying, I want to move in with you and cook for you. I want to love you. Sweet love to you. You're not <laughs> You freaking prude. Todd, Todd I, I, can t- I can most definitely tell you the only reason she spends more than two minutes at that door is just because of Mike. <laughs> Mike has held her there, I'm very sure, yeah. for at least 15 minutes before and was telling her, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, baby, sweetie, I'm you're so sure. beautiful. And I guarantee, I, Todd. I'm sure, honestly. We, you I have tried to you. make bets with me before on things, and I have not taken you up on it. This one I will 110% take you up on. In a heartbeat, no matter what amount of money you want to put down on it, that's how sure I am on this. And I, I my take my take still though is if she's sweet talking Nick at the door, if he drops trout the next time that pizza shows up, <laughs> and a pizza for half price. Oh, I should be getting free pizzas, but it's not about that at this point. And so, of course, then she goes into, uh, she's like, oh, you know. Uh, delivering pizzas i go yeah you get a thousand dollars a week yeah i understand and, and she's like yeah i do and i'm like no i know you've told me like three times and mm-hmm. she's like oh yeah and so she's still going on she's like, oh have a great night so i'm like all right so we start ordering from somewhere else and uh but they close Ooh. early and, and marcos is always open so oh, no. the following week i think we've said too much about oh, this place the, fuck? <laughs> the following week i'm like i don't care i just want fucking pizza and so i ordered another one and it had been like a week and a half and so all of a sudden his phone goes off bring 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 you know the the bells and all that stuff i'm like oh okay i said well i'll see you in 20 minutes and so i go to the door two seconds away in your in your grundles no okay and she's like oh how's it going long time no see i'm like yeah i'm like what do i owe you she's like you know I just want to say, you know, we, I've been missing you guys. What in the fuck mm-hmm. is with the chatty delivery people I in don't, this little bird you're, you're in? It's not delivery people. It's person. Delivery person. Go, else, go elsewhere. There's nowhere else to go. Go elsewhere. So she goes, she goes, uh, she goes, yeah, she goes, I was starting to worry about you guys because I said, listen, you weren't starting to worry about us because last time I talked to you, you told us we were eating too much pizza. So that's why we weren't ordering. She's like. Oh, well, I'm sorry. No, she's like, I like seeing you guys. You should order a lot more pizza. 
I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. thank yeah, that's that's fantastic. Have a good night. So, fast forward now to three days ago that I needed to order a fucking pizza. Are you engaged? Uh, no. <laughs> and so, so I told Mike, I said, I'm, I loathe this fucking pizza delivery woman. I'm like, I, I just want yeah, pizza. But you're a glutton for punishment. I want pizza so bad, there's nowhere else Jesus to go. There's Christ. nowhere else to go. Shit. You love her. Go get your own damn pizza. So I'm sitting on the couch <laughs> waiting for the wind chimes off of Mike's phone. No wind chimes. All of a sudden, my phone rings. 810 number that I don't recognize. And I get used to it with DoorDash and stuff like that. I'm like, all right. All right. I'm like, uh, hello. Hey, how's it going? I'm like, hello. Hey, it's your favorite pizza delivery girl. I said, I'm sorry. Oh, I knocked and I rang the doorbell twice, but no one ever came. So I just had to call you. Like you lying <laughs> fucking bitch. No knock, sucky sucky. I'm the like, there pizza. is a motion detector on his doorbell connected to his phone that chimes. And there's an audible doorbell. Dude, don't worry, because next week she's gonna have a She's what? She Wi Fi. And and I guarantee you next week she's gonna have a key. So So I I, I go, I go, oh I'm so you know, being a normal person, I go, Oh, I'm so sorry. I said, Let me come to the door. No, no, nothing about what you've done has been what normal. This is all normal. I uh, yeah, no, I'm, I agree with you more. Bob, thank you for saying that. You're welcome. So I'm like I'm like, okay, Emily, come to the door. She's like, well, I'm going to have to walk back because I already went to my car. I'm like, why are you telling? Okay, great. That's your job. Walk back. So I go up, and she's like, I like those salmon color shorts. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, Todd found that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, thanks. Thanks. I'm like, yeah, they're just pink. They're pink shorts. And And she's like, she's like, well, you know. Since I knocked, oh my god! First of all, we're 15 feet from the door. No one knocked, and there's a motion detector, and nothing happened, and there's a doorbell. She's like, she wasn't light on her feet. She's not. You could hear her. You could hear her trucking up those wooden steps. Oh man! So she goes, "Is this the same story?" Yes. That we okay. She goes, "I I knocked, I knocked, and I rang the doorbell, and and nobody showed up." So I had to look at the customer list and call your phone. I had so I had I had to eat that pizza. Yeah. It's gone. Not only the pizza. So I go, "Oh, well sorry about that. Thanks a lot." And she goes, "Well, you know what? Now you have my number." Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Now you have my number and I'm single. And I go, "Word." I go, "Well, that's great. Have a good night." <laughs> Shut the door. Is it lost on you that I knew what was happening the very first exchange you spoke of? Yes, it was lost on me the very first exchange because I did not feel that way. Yes, Todd, Todd. Todd's telling you that he he sussed all this out from the you you'll, he did. You'll learn to feel that way. Yeah. No, I will not. Not for her. It'll grow on you. No, I mean, she's gonna be in the house one way or another. And I'm like, well, I guess. Uh, I guess I'm just gonna eat fucking breadcrumbs because yep. I'm not fucking. I'm gonna bring breadcrumbs home from work and eat that because I will not be ordering from Marcos anymore. Stop saying the name. Anyways. Oh. All right. Should we fucking move on to a little TT's TikToks? We can do that. 
Todd, we need, Todd, we need a theme song for this. We do. I'm on it. I'm on it. All right, sir. Yeah, so Todd, as you're going to see here, I've, I've had this video queued up on the TV. That's why we couldn't see it. Yeah, I've been looking at it for the last 25 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a butt? <laughs> I believe so. Well, we'll see. In some yoga pants. Is it? Yep. Oh, okay. So here's, here's the first one. I got it. I got it. <laughs> We're almost there. Good. No. Good. Gotcha. Right there. Good. Poop. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it did sound a little wet, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Hey, you know, it's funny. That's not a real chiropractor because when I see my chiropractor, she always makes me pull my pants down. It's <laughs> <laughs> my back that's bothering me. But I, no, you need to put your but I also down. fart. <laughs> Amazingly, that's not the end of TT's TikToks. There's more. I got two two more real quick ones for you. So here's uh, here's number two. Uh, these guys actually they they basically tell each other jokes and try to make each other laugh, and whoever laughs first ends up losing the contest for that day. All right. So the caption here is my favorite childhood memory is building sandcastles with my grandfather. Oh, she, oh, she's gonna say it. Oh, sorry. Favorite childhood memory is building sandcastles with my grandfather until my mother took the urn from me. Oh, that is. <laughs> That's when I start. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's um, yeah. Oh. I don't understand that one. I didn't get it. No, you I guys don't. didn't get it. Yeah, I don't really you guys don't get the no, joke. The urn, I get that, but I didn't. How you don't? You Do don't you find that funny? It? I mean, it wasn't. I don't. All right, it wasn't really a leg slapper. <laughs> All right, fair enough. F minus. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you got? F plus. So, Todd. uh Last week, I introduced these guys to Coach Kent Murphy. Oh, no. And uh, There's more of this? Oh, there is plenty God of Coach Kent enough. Murphy. So good, here, here goddamn. Here's uh, yeah. Coach Kent Murphy uh, talking about being on deck. Hey, kids and coaches, today we're going to talk about being in the on-deck circle and the proper things to do. The number one rule to life, it's to never waste a good home run swing, especially on something stupid like fucking practice. Uh, now your coach is probably going to tell you to do something like take some good cuts in the on-deck circle, and that's that's 100% wrong. The only thing you need to be doing up here is, you know, say some dumb stuff to your teammates that you don't mean, um, and then keep your eyes peeled for the girl that you're going to try to drop some dong on later that night. So, Ernie, dong. why don't you put an egg in your shoe and fucking beat it so I can teach these kids something. <laughs> That's Coach Kent Murphy for the week. Yeah. I didn't get it. <laughs> Shut up, Todd. <laughs> it says it all. Uh, D minus. <laughs> D minus. Get out of here. All right, Corey. Gentlemen's agreement. Oh, it's the MF and gentlemen's agreement. Oh. Done. <laughs> all right. Uh, Nick Bader did not watch his movie for the week. Uh, so he's gonna he's gonna pick it up next week. No, I will I will say something though. Yeah, um, a rebut, if you will. You Nothing won't. To... You won't. But okay. if you will. So I will. Uh, I, like I told Bob, um, uh, my apologies. Uh, I came home last night with the little time that I had, and I went to watch the movie, and it was not available. I could not download it. I could not purchase it. 
Um, and it was only available on Showtime or Apple Plus, which I did not have. And I didn't have enough time to like reach out to anybody. But I will say this. I have been watching um, whatever the fuck uh, Burn Notice. I've been going through. Which is uh, not what you were assigned. It was what I was assigned uh, a week ago. And <clears throat> I have gone through almost three seasons so far. So I'm, wor- I'm working my way through. So I, I feel like I'm doing a little bit of the work that I don't have to. Um, <laughs> Glad you can pat yourself on the back for that. Yeah, yeah I mean. <laughs> funny that bears no fruit on this podcast. It, yeah. do- it does not. It does not. Well, it's fine with me. I didn't assign it to him. <laughs> it does not. But, no, I, I, there, was no way, there was no way I could watch this. So Bob, since I told him this before the show, said that he's going to give me his login for Apple Plus yep. so I can watch it and whatever I'm assigned for this week. Hundred percent to the FCC. <laughs> why? What? Why would you do that? Because I'm a upstanding citizen. You're a whistleblower, is what you are. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah, that's in the upstanding citizen category. <laughs> All right, Corey I had to watch uh, the Quick of the Dead. I did, uh, and also I found out I was supposed to watch the Quick and the Dead from 1995. The yeah. What, what other Quick of the Dead is there? Believe it or not, <laughs> there oh is boy. a Quick in the Dead from 1965 about World War II. Who the fuck would? Why would you ever think that was what you were assigned? That was literally the only thing that popped up when I put it into Just Watch. I feel like almost okay. every week you watch I, the. So wrong hang on, movie. I, no. So so I, I I started started watching it. Did you reach out to him and say? Did you see Leonardo DiCaprio like we talked about last week? I didn't remember any of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was, or Gene Hackman. Yeah. I was literally typing it into my phone. Like I'm like, this can't be right. And Danielle ended up waking up, and she started watching all about it. She's like, this is terrible. I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I, I'm like, I, but, but this, is what, I, me, this so. is what I was assigned. She's like, Nick didn't watch this. I'm like, oh, he watches <laughs> Westerns and stuff. I'm like, huh, Western. I'm like, why does that seem familiar? So that's when I really started looking into it. I'm like, <laughs> Dude, there was there was a fifteen minute scene of them. Did you did you rent uh, it? Did you rent it? No, no. Okay. It was it was free on Pluto. Uh, that because I, I was about halfway through it. Are you? Serious? Yeah. Oh yeah. The the nineteen sixty five the nineteen sixty five version. Okay. Whoops. And yeah, dude. Oh, it was there was a, there was a fifteen minute scene of them trying to clear landmines with their bayonets, and it was literally just every five minutes was one of them slowly sticking a bayonet into the dirt. Pulling it out, and they just kept on. I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, and I kept on checking to see how much time was left on this fucking movie, but found out it was not the correct one. <laughs> so I found the correct quick and de- quick in the dead. Yeah, uh, with DiCaprio, Sharon Stone. What's that, Todd? You hated it even worse. Hmm. Uh, at first, I was like, well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how this is going to go. It could be worse. I, I might want to go back to the '65 version, but. Uh, I mean, dude, Sharon Stone was 31 in in that movie in, in her, her prime. prime. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Yep. And, I, and some of the things she she wore the the leather pants that clearly no cowgirl would have ever worn for any reason. But why I'm glad they you, put them in the movie. Why do you think I gave it to you? <laughs> so it so <laughs> so anyways, yeah. It's it's a it is a western, um, a more modern day western that I was actually quite surprised that I that came out in '95. I, I feel like when it came out, because I once I started watching more and more of it, 
I'm like, I, I remember hearing about this movie, and I think at the time it was kind of considered a joke. Were you three in 95? Don't, That's age he doesn't math. understand he age, age math. math. He does not get age he math. He doesn't know how old he was. I was seven. Any, any I was seven. He, doesn't, he doesn't know. He doesn't no, know. No, there's no idea. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, real long, uh, young, whoa, wow. Uh, very young Leo DiCaprio. Um, Sharon Stone, Gene Hackman, great. I mean, great cast. Uh, for a modern day Western, it, it was it was a good flick. It, it was slightly entertaining, I would say. You know, yeah. It, 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 you obviously wanted to see who was going to be the uh, the winner of all the duels, and once it got down to a certain few, you're like, okay, I kind of see where this is going. I think the eye candy helped it along. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, dude, oh, dude, Sharon Stone. It, it, Had she not been in it, how oh, inter- how interesting would it have been? It would have been shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. But it, I did find it very interesting that. Everyone in the movie, oh, Russell Crowe. Yep. Uh, everyone except for Russell Crowe and Sharon Stone were portrayed as like these dirty hobo, uh, you know, Western uh, type of people. And that, you know, their teeth were all gnarled and everything like that. But Sharon Stone and Russell Crowe, immaculate. Oh, and Leo DiCaprio, too. Bright white. Yeah. Yeah. They're Yeah, apparently, because they, they, everyone else was hideous and they come out gleaming every time. Um, but I will say the one thing I didn't like about it after learning recently that Westerns that are based on where you, we talk about the saloon and all that with, yeah. you know, the gambling going on, the prostitutes everywhere never yeah, actually happened. The, the, the midnight star, the, the actual midnight star. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah. Come to find out back in those days, women of any sort were not allowed in the saloon. So even prostitutes couldn't be there. Gambling was actually done in a completely separate area. There was a gambling hall, and brothels and all that were nowhere around. Like they were in a separate, separate uh, building. And most Western countries, uh, areas of the time, not countries, sorry, uh, you couldn't you you couldn't even bring your weapons in. There was deadlines where the marshal would actually take your weapons from you when you came into town. I mean, I'm so, sure I'm sure at some yeah. point in a podunk town in the early West of Wyoming and things like that, there were it was a marshal per town. I'm sure they were not like, whoa, 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 hold on. You know, you got a whole town with one guy. But people actually abided the rules back, abided by the rules back then. Would, it was would, the would wild so. west, Corey. Believe it or not, it wasn't that wild, buddy. I don't, I don't buy that. Either way. I don't it, buy that. Either way. Anyway. Truth or, or fiction. So um, all these movies were just wrong. Yes. Yes, they were, actually. Um but it, it it was a very good movie. It it was very intriguing and uh, held my attention all the way through. You know, it nice. was it was so. I agree with you on on the on the aspect that it was like a forced western. It was you know, and it's hard to, you know, to me like a, a good western is is a lot of people I don't recognize, but with good acting. You know, and so when you have so many big name actors, it's it's kind of hard to suspend that disbelief. Um, but, but yeah, it was very entertaining. I thought it, it was, was, it was definitely written well. Yeah. I thought it was entertaining for sure. So if, if you want to pick a random movie out there that you've never really thought about watching before the, uh, the fast and the dead, it's a good, the quick and the dead, quick and the dead. Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> I kept saying that to myself last night too. Fast and the dead, fast and the dead, quick and the dead. Yeah. One in the same fast and the, uh, all nearly, nearly alive. The dead and the furious. Yeah, that's right. It's a good pick. All right, sir. Uh, I had uh, Undercover Underage from Corey. Um, 
So uh, it's from Corey. So obviously it's a documentary. Um, the main character is a uh, so this, as, as a documentary. This is a uh, built around the notion that there are um, do-gooders uh, out there who are willing to band together and marshal the resources in order to bring down um, pedophiles and those people who are preying on on underage women. So the the main character is a girl who has three kids, uh, but looks young and poses uh, online and over text and video as a younger younger girl, fifteen year old girl, in order to um, in order to uh, to attract and then to catch pedophiles in the act. So um, the first couple of episodes were built around uh, her and her crew trying to work a case with a John Doe who was proving to be, you know, pretty elusive in evading their, you know, they're trying to get all sorts of information from the interactions that this girl had had with, with this guy online and trying to figure out, you know, his location, where he might have worked, anything that would get them some information to pass on to law enforcement to locate him so that he could, uh, you know, they could take him off the street so he couldn't, uh, they assumed that, that they were only one of many girls that he was going after. So um, it was it, it, it was really interesting to see someone actually per- participating in that sort of a sting operation. Um and as a parent, you know, you got a pretty good look at her trying to play the play the role of a younger person um, doing a job, but a job that clearly weighed on her soul and having to. Yeah, do. it's a lot. I mean, I couldn't even imagine. It was a, yeah, it was a, it was a very heavy. This was not a like. No, it wasn't lighthearted or upbeat. No, um, by any means. No, not at all. Um, but at least. By the time we get, by the time I got to the second episode of of the first season, they had progressed to the point where they could pass on the information that they had they had gotten on this guy um, onto law enforcement that they thought would, you know, at least give them something to go on, some positive ID where they could then bring him in for questioning or you know arrest him and charge him with you know some sort of a. Some sort of a crime that 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 clearly they had been witness to him trying to right. do. He was just very elusive. He he knew, seemed like he knew exactly what to say and what not to say. He was playing. He was playing the exact same game that yeah, yeah, just dancing around, tripping himself up and and saying something stupid that's going to get him in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Um. So it was good, but it was something that it was just it was very heavy. Yeah, man, and and like I say, and and, and that, you know, all the documentaries can't be sunshine and happiness, obviously. But none of them have. But 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 (laughs) having seen this, it was just it like this group of people, like they're not law enforcement. No, they're doing this. They are a nonprofit group doing this, and the amount of work they put into it is amazing. Like they they put their heart and souls into this to be able to help not only their children, but a lot of other people's children. And a lot of, like, there were some cases where 
they would have all the evidence. They had everything ready to go. Right. But whatever prosecutor, whatever state that they were working out of was like, well, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I, I really have no time for that right now. So some they, of them. Yeah. Yeah. And it, there was nothing they could do. Cause again, they were not law enforcement. So they, but they had everything prepackaged and ready to go. And so it kind of, to me, it showed a, a little bit of a, that disruption in, in the justice system. And, and there's other, I mean, and there's a lot of groups out there that are not law enforcement that they were, I mean, they were doing a way better job than a lot of law enforcement agencies could ever do. But that's where like, sorry to bring it back to this, but Batman, the vigilante, the antihero, those people who are willing to work outside of the law to catch criminals in, in their, you know, to do something that the, the, the normal law enforcement can't do. Got to give it up for those people. Robin Hood? Yes, Robin Hood. Yeah, and, 100%. And, and, and they, never, they never themselves stepped outside the law in order to get, you know, someone to do something that they, they wanted. They, they by no means entrapped anyone. It was all, I mean, it was all above board on their, their end. Um, so, I mean, yeah, if, if you're looking for a, a very, very serious, uh, you know, in-depth topic, uh, yeah, you know, I, I would say check it out. For my personal, uh, you know, if I had to give it a Todd Dillon grade, probably a, you know, solid B+. Plus. But Glad it's the kind of thing. It's kind of thing that uh, it was really heavy. I'm, I don't see myself going back to it. Uh, oh, I don't. I don't blame you. Yeah. It, it, it was just. Like I said it was something that I watched that really caught my yeah. eye and attention. That and that's a great part about. Like I, I probably never would have stumbled upon it. I never would have upon seeing it, going like, "Oh, that's something I need to watch." Right. So, you assigning it to me, uh, you know, it's something I never would have watched on my own. So, all right, Todd Dillon. Yes, sir. Um, you back on the twelfth of March, Todd? Where have you been? Oh my god! You had to watch the. You had to watch the killing. I can't remember yes. by, by whom. Me, Nick. Yes, and I don't. I'm wondering if Nick kind of typecast me. <laughs> he jingle jangled you one hundred percent. Yeah, because it was. The killing was set in Seattle. <laughs> mm-hmm. all, all those full all, circle. All those white cast members. And all those. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I am. Uh, I, I'm still out on it. I so so I watched. I watched the assignment. Yeah. I will continue to watch it. Mm-hmm. The early so let actually let me let me let me set the table. I guess the the synopsis because uh, I'm not I'm not really really deep into it yet, but I I will keep watching. But let me set the stage. Uh, essentially, uh, there's a woman police officer, uh, and I can't remember her her real name, but she's I've seen her in some other things before, but she's not like a super duper star. But uh, she is a Seattle detective who is uh, taking a job in Sedona. Uh, and going to be with her, her son and her new uh, love interest uh, out there for a quieter life and to get away from uh, Seattle and the craziness that is here and the horrible weather. The, the movie does do the, the series does do an interesting job of them getting pissed on in the rain really hard a lot, which I thought was kind of funny because I'm like, that's, that's what everybody thinks of Seattle, but it's not 
quite like that. Yeah. But anyway, uh, anyway, she gets this murder case on her very last day. And essentially she, due to like, not only her boss knowing how good she is, doesn't want her to leave, but then she actually gets emotionally caught up in it uh, because she sees how horrible this is. And so she can't really let go. And so uh, that's the start of it. And I haven't seen enough to spoil anything else. Uh, but right, I, I will say, when my first 20 minutes, I was like, this sucks. Nick assigned this to me because he's angry and it's just a Seattle <laughs> theme. Uh, like I, I kept finding myself not being able to kind of be emotionally involved. Uh-huh. Uh, then the, the detective that's meant to take her office, uh, who came from homicide, I'm like, Oh, an actor I recognize. And I'm like, I like him. And then, but he was totally not engaging for me. The, again, the first 20 minutes, but after the first episode ended, I found myself going, well, I need to see the second one. Not only because that's part of my agreement, but because I'm actually interested to see where this goes. And so uh, I watched that the second episode and I am hooked. I will be going back. So uh, on its face, I'm going to give it a solid B right now with an opportunity to improve or uh, go downhill, mainly because uh, I am now intrigued after watching two full episodes. Uh, and now I'll, I will see how good it really gets. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment. I mean, it, it was a slow start for me, and it was kind of like tantamount like to be boring. I was like, yeah. you know, this is all right. This, you know, I'm really tired. This female detective, like nothing to do with the fact that she's a female, but to, to describe her in the show of who I'm talking about, like, I'm like, okay, you know, been there, done that. And then this guy, um, especially for me, um, I didn't know him before that, before this series. And, uh, and I really liked his acting, and he was so believable for me, like, in this kind of white, trashy character that he portrayed. And it was it was weird. <laughs> because, the freaking high school kids. Yeah, it, it was, yeah, it, it just reminded me of, like, these white, trashy kind of people that I knew, you know? And I was like, how is this dude a fucking detective? Like, it, I wasn't buying it, but I felt that it got better as it went on. And uh, yeah. I'd be interested to find out what you think. And I've seen him yeah. in other things since. And I, I'm like, wow, he was just a good actor because he's nothing like that. I think you're, you're right. And like you said, again, I'm expecting a lot out of him. So I'm ex- and I was, But I was more hooked by the family of the, the, the victim. Yeah. The acting there for people, again, people I've seen in other things, but I, I couldn't tell you their name. And I can't tell you they've been in three things I've seen. That the way that they laid that out, brilliant, 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 and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm look the the hook is set. I'm gonna watch some more of it, but I'm I'm eager to see how the characters develop. Yeah, the the parents. I mean, it, it got to the point where it did suspend that disbelief for me, and my heart like went out to those parents, and I was like, wait a second, this is not real, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but they they did a phenomenal job. You know, so. All right. That brings us to Greg. Yes. Uh, you had to watch Into the Wild. I did. All right, sir. Um, Do you remember who gave this to you? Me. It was Nick. Oh, boy. 
Uh, here we, we go. We here we go. We should have all seen it by now if he's giving it to Greg. So, <laughs> I, I, he's never assigned that to me, as far as I know. I've had or to, I've, I've had into the wild. He assigned that to you. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, it was so. I think the premise behind the movie it is uh, it's it's more of a it's a true story, mm-hmm. kind of like a little relive of the past of uh, somebody's life. Kind of just going through a young man who just graduated college, uh, trying to find himself. And the more I watched it, I was like, "Well, that's that'd be a fun life, you know." Just uh, move to Alaska was his whole goal. You would think. You would think, but when you're a complete fucking retard <laughs> and you have no survival skills whatsoever, yes. what do you think's going to happen at the end? Yeah. I have zero sympathy for the man. Zero. And I know he he did. Spoiler: he died at the end. Silver spoon in his mouth. Yes. Um, did it bury him? What? Did it bury him? Did they? Uh, some moose hunters found him, and he was dead in a van after about two weeks in the middle of Alaska. I thought a bear got him. No, should have. Um, <laughs> the the more like I I like the concept of of what what he was trying to do, but the more I I watched the movie, I just learned that he was a weak individual. Yeah, and could not deal with his home life. Couldn't deal. He kind of came from a broken home, and just I mean I guess it's better him doing that than going and you know on a rampage and killing a bunch of people, doing a bunch of drugs. Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean there's, there is yeah there is a, a that's a cool silver lining. He just did it to himself, but uh, I mean overall, I mean if you like that kind of stuff, I mean yeah it was, it's tragic that he passed away, but at the same time you know what. He that, didn't have a clue what he was doing. So that was the, my goal was not uh, for your empathy or your sympathy. My my goal was to for you to understand what I understood, which was this guy was an idiot, and that yeah, one hundred percent. How could you make such stupid mistakes? You know, I mean, he caused his so, own demise. Do you like the, the movie? I I I actually I I I well okay. So when I got done watching it. <laughs> And Katie was, you know, she walked in towards the end and she goes, oh, they had to move the bus. And I just looked, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, that bus, they moved it because too many people were going to it. And I was like, I looked at her like, this was a stupid fucking movie. I go, (laughs) I go, it's not, it's stupid because he's stupid. It's not like if you were like, oh, this guy, this is the, the, the movie. And then, you know, he's like, well, I did a whole bunch of training to find out what's going on, what to eat, what not to eat how to hunt, just do some basic field dressing out, you know, after you shoot a deer or whatever. He was an idiot. Yeah, he was just an idiot. He didn't know how to deal he, with his family being he, a wreck. He, he was, uh, yeah, I mean, he was a, a kind of a tortured individual, and he thought that, well, I'm just going to live the hippie life without knowing anything about the wilderness. Yeah. And he went out there, and everyone... Uh, feels like their heart goes out to this person because mine didn't at all. It w- no, neither did mine. The only good thing he did is gave all his money away to some fund or something. Yeah, and, and they, I thought <laughs> the movie was well made. Yes, for the movie. If if you're if you're following that story and you know about that story, and you do have you know some sympathy or even some empathy towards the whole situation, you'll love it. I, I wanted because you, he was great in that movie. I want. Um, I, I want, can't think of his name, but he was really good in the movie. Yeah, he was a good actor. Yeah. But 
the person himself was a retard. Yeah, he was stupid. But so many people like idolize this person for oh, following his dreams and, and doing all this. No, sweet, go play in traffic. No, yeah, get that off does, the no, earth that doesn't, already. That doesn't make any sense. Um, but the reason I gave it to you is because I, I felt like you were someone that would appreciate all the mistakes he made. Yeah, and, it's and understand that that you'd be like that it would invoke some sort of passion that you'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, Why that's what I did. I, well, that's, that's what, what I was saying. doing throughout the movie. And I'm like, I'm sitting there going, man, this is dumb. Why would you do that? Like, But don't misinterpret. I would, would love to go to move to Alaska. Yeah, don't Am mis- I ready, ready to go? Not even fucking close. But don't misinterpret. Uh, I gave it to you like, wow, this is... It was greatly done, though. This it was, was it was this, actually really good. This was really good. look how great this guy is. Like yeah. that was not the motive for giving you the movie. Uh, you could ask Katie. You <laughs> could ask her. I was like this <laughs> dumb mother. <laughs> yeah. Good. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. Because that's what I thought, and I, I thought the movie was well made, but he was so flawed. You know, hundred I mean, percent. It it was ridiculous. He died in a bus. Why? Because he, he ate the wrong fucking. Because he ate the wrong plant. Yeah. He's a fucking moron. And he died from the inside out. And all these photos and all these letters and everyone's like, oh, my God, look at him. He's so emaciated. And he took one last photo with his Polaroid and he held up a sign that said, like, if you just know I died in peace and what I love. Life is wonderful. And it's like, no, you didn't have to die. You were like in your 20s. You didn't have to die. You were a moron. You didn't know the woods. (laughs) That was it. So yeah, anyways, I, I got you upset. And that was I, I made did, me happy. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it made me upset. Hey Bob. Yeah. Be- before we exit, uh, gentlemen's agreement. Can I ask for one thing? No. Careless <laughs> whispers one time. Nope. One, a, mo- a moment of silence for Estelle Harris. Thank you. <laughs> oh, we didn't do one for Betty White? Didn't we? No. No. <laughs> you thoughtless motherfucker. Or Greg's friend. I, I, lo- I love Mrs. Costanza. Oh. Who all doesn't right. love? All right, fair enough. So, so new assignments. Yep, yep. yep. New ass- no, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Moment of silence for Betty, Betty White. All righty. Goddamn lucky, <laughs> Betty White, because we don't <laughs> barely have a second for you right now. All right. Wait a minute. What about Bernie Mac? What the fuck? <laughs> New assignments. That's too long ago. New assignments. I've drawn Todd. Uh, Corey has me. Todd has Greg. And Greg right. has Corey. Who does Nick Sweet. have? You're not getting one this week. You got a, you got a thing to watch. You got, you, Sounds you, good. That's you, fine. Fine. Yep. I'm okay. All righty. Um, Todd. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you have the, the limey. Greg. Todd. Greg. Todd. Greg. What the fuck? Oh, shit. All right. Uh, while, while Todd's uh, burbling at the mouth. Uh, I'm, I'm we're good. Gonna, we're going uh, to be doing a schnozcast shot to close this out uh, before we can hopefully squeeze in pick of the week. So if you got a shot, join us. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. What's going on? Woo. We're just doing a show. You guys have me. Uh, Bob was going to give you a movie, and I think you were trying to give me a movie at the same time. <laughs> okay. Do, so I was screwing up? Todd. Yes, sir. I, I've drawn you. Okay, I'm ready. 
You have the the limey. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> I assume that you have not seen it. I've not never even heard of it. <clears throat> All right, but based on the last movie I signed to you, which was Sexy Beast, this seemed appropriate. Yep. So you have the limey, L-I-M-E-Y. Got it. All right, uh, Corey, you got me. Uh, have you seen Too Funny to Fail? Uh, where is it? On Hulu. Uh, I will look and let you know. I, I honestly don't know. All right. Okay. Um, Todd, you got Nick. Or sorry, you got Greg. I'm ready. Okay. Hey, uh, Greg, have you seen Dope Sick? Yes. I just started and watching it. It's a TV show, right, on Hulu? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just started Michael watching Keaton? it. Yeah. Yes. Love yeah. it. Uh, okay. Have you seen The Dropout? Also on Hulu. The Dropout? The Dropout. Okay. Another another series based on reality. <sighs> no, that I definitely haven't seen that. All right. So we're good with that. Right. Which brings us to, Greg, you got Corey. I do. Uh, I just had some. Have you seen Dark Skies? Uh, it does not sound familiar. I believe it is on Netflix. Dark Skies. Why does this sound familiar? I've no, I've, I don't think I've even heard of it. Uh, let me guess, Greg. Is it science fiction? You know, it. It's uh, to some it might yeah, be that's science a, fiction. That's a bold choice given who you're it's, signing no, to. No, it's it's it's. <laughs> look it up. Look it up. No, no, no that's, that's not going to help. That's not going to help. It's about a subject that some people think is science fiction, but others think is truth. So, so you're fifty percent uh, fucked on this, is what you're saying? I think no. <laughs> I, I, you are fifty percent fucked. It's about UFOs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Show me, show me the title screen. <laughs> oh, I don't know where the, it's not. Yeah. So go. you don't think UFOs are science fiction? No. All right. Well, I can't wait to hear how this goes. UFOs, technically, uh, but yeah, I know he does go into UFOs though, because he gave stuff to him. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good at that. I I enjoy that genre. Yeah, I just don't watch documentaries all day long, so I I can't give them. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I, yeah, I don't. That's a, I it's don't. A short list yeah. of people who do that. I know who does. <laughs> no one here. Corey loves sci-fi. <laughs> oh, that's good. Thank you. <laughs> all right, let's uh let's move on to uh, pick of the week, Corey. I feel like we've probably got. Uh, six minutes, five, five or six minutes, eight minutes, buddy. Eight. Yep. We can do this. Sweet. I got a pick of the week. Go ahead, Todd. Yeah. My pick of the week is really, really easy. The Oculus quest Two. you son of a bitch. (laughs) 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 All right. Hold hold on. Give, give, give Todd a chance to elaborate. Go ahead, Todd. No, I, just, I, just, I haven't been on in a while, but I, but I think right before I get, ended up getting one, which is a whole interesting story in itself, uh, before, right before I was on my leave of absence from the, the cast, did somebody, why was everybody laughing? Did somebody already do this? Or? <laughs> no, no. Because no, we, no, we, we all know exactly it. how <laughs> deep, what a cut to the bone this review is for Nick Bader. No, it's fa- it's fantastic, actually, Todd. I I got one for Christmas, so I I love it, and and all these guys have been shown it. 
Um, but it's very limited on the software or the programs that I've Hold had. Hold on. Is this not your review? <laughs> no, this I know. Is, this is Todd's I'm giving review. my answer to his question. <laughs> so, so again, I, I'm new. I, I, it's, it's very immersive. The, the, the things I ended up buying a couple of things. I actually got gifted a game, gifted a game recently. Uh, the room, which is a bunch of puzzles and it's supposed to be scary. I'm not scared, but it, it is super immersive. <laughs> I, I think it's a, it's an amazing kind of thing where, Literally, I thought I was doing this thing for about 15 minutes, and then about an hour and a half went by, uh, me trying to figure stuff out. Uh, it's very immersive. The fact that you have a, a, a supercomputer on your well, not a supercomputer, but a, a really high-powered uh, computer on your head uh, is very, very cool. So that was my pick of the week. So, uh, and for the price point for at 400 bucks for the 256 gig, do it. Do so, it, Todd, it. Todd, we'll have to talk more about it. And um, because there are so few games for the Quest 2, um, we should go back and forth, like, texting, like, if you find something or if I find something, I'll let you know. Um, Yeah. Because there's so many things that are awesome in VR that are – shut up, Bob. That are uh, (laughs) – yeah. Bob's waiting for the So many things I could say, but I'm not going to. Uh, I'm sure. But – but there are so many things that are cool for VR where you're like, oh, that'd be awesome. Let me get it for my Quest okay. 2. And, oh, no, it's on the uh, the Oculus One or it's on the – if you have the PC link or, you know, whatever the fuck it may be. So if gotcha. you, we'll go back and forth. Sounds good. But that was my pick of the week. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'm really sorry. This, this is like it, – it's like if you bought yourself a brand-new puppy and you're like, oh, I can't wait to show my friends. And you get there – and one of your friends knew that you got a puppy, and they're like, look at my puppy. <laughs> my puppy's better than your puppy. <laughs> I mean, that was the only thing that, that helped me through the Super Bowl was, was <laughs> just going, just putting on my quest, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's who else got a basketball game on it? Todd? What's that? I watched a basketball game on it, and I thought that was very cool. Hey Todd, just so have you, know, you watched the Schnozcast? I, I was going to say before we finish that, yeah. if you go to uh, YouTube VR on on your Quest, you can watch us on like a two hundred inch screen for the Schnozcast. You can, you can watch my big fat white face, Bob's face. Up. Bob's face <laughs> is in way too much high definition. <laughs> yes, and you actually have to turn your head left to right. Uh, Am I on too? Yeah, yeah, you are. Well, then that's to be looking at. Get, look, <laughs> do, download YouTube VR enough. for your Quest 2, and uh, you can Fair. just type in Schnozcast. Fair it, enough. It's amazing. How many minutes I got now, Corey? Six. G-Math. Four minutes. <laughs> Greg, you got a pick? Nope, I'll pass. All right. Corey. Uh, I have the the Ohi. Is, uh, I'm, that's how I'm going to say What? The I Ohi? He, I think he sneezed. Yes, close enough. Spell it. A-O-H-I. Okay. Uh, MagCube 30-watt MacBook charger. I'm sorry. Hold on real quick. Oh, Does no. anyone else not think that that's Corey's fucking life phrase of, oh, hi. <laughs> does, does anyone else not understand Keep that? Keep going, Corey. We, actually, we got a time limit here, buddy. Keep going, Corey. Uh, so rather than carrying around a big, huge MacBook cube that you would use to charge your laptop with, uh, this company has finally made chargers powerful enough that are pocket-sized uh, that you can use to charge any MacBook laptops or any anything that needs like 30, 50 watts, uh, 60 watts. They even make a 90-watt one. Very compact, very light to carry around rather than carrying around that 
big old uh, stupid cube that you normally have to with your uh, your MacBook or laptop. Okay. I don't care. Shit, I, never, I have a dude who does that. Mine real quick is uh, Marketplace E-Liquid. M-R-K-T-P-L-C-E is the brand. Uh, it's an e-liquid, and the uh, more specific flavor is pineapple, peach, dragonberry. It's fantastic if you vape. Oh, you, I thought it was a drink. It's not, I thought it was a kombucha. <laughs> nope. It goes into a vape, and it's fantastic. If I, so if I don't vape, it just sucks ass? Yep. You can you can drink it, Todd. You can actually drink it straight. Yeah, drink it right out of the bottle. <laughs> Just checking. Right. I'm gonna save mine for next week. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on behalf of <laughs> Nick, Corey, Todd, and special guest Greg Gumto. This is Bob saying goodbye. Oh, see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>